Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as she travels the Vortex. Now watch out for angry trees. It's episode 456. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Good. I'm trying to figure out the reference to that. When the, when the, when the thing's sleeping, she calls it a really angry tree because it's breathing out oxygen. Oh, okay. She did, didn't she? She did. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put that over here in this column. <laughs> Did you guys have a good week? He can't get all of them, can he? Can't get every week, can he? <laughs> I do what I can. I was thinking more about my my impression of the episode, but yeah, that's oh, true too. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I had an okay week. Did you guys do anything fun? Watch any movies? I didn't nah, watch anything. I don't think, uh, not since last time. Oh, we watched Marriage Story on uh, on Netflix, the Adam Driver, ScarJo one. Uh, starting on your Oscar watching, then, mm-hmm. huh? And they lied. It's not How's a marriage that? story? It is not a marriage story. It's a divorce story. But if they called it a divorce story, I don't think anybody would have tuned in. So. <laughs> it's was, good. Was it good? Yeah. It's uh, it's heavy, <laughs> as the subject matter might imply. But uh, it was good. Some fantastic acting. Hmm. We played that. Campy creatures that you got me for Christmas. Oh yeah, how was that? A lot of fun. We good. really enjoyed it. Family really enjoyed that. That's a it's a it's a good little sit down. You know, hammer out a game in about twenty thirty minutes, and it's it's nice little card slash board game. It's nice. a lot of fun. Good. A lot of fun. Easy to play, but not you know, not so rudimentary that it's boring. It's it really has a lot of skill and tactic to it. So yeah, cool. I'm hoping to get to the. Uh the island on uh, on Sunday. We have another game night coming up. So it's like, ooh, that is my window of opportunity. <laughs> I'm two-thirds of the way through Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. It is really good. It's it's a page-turner also. She did a really good job with it. I finished uh, Master and Apprentice, mm. which I quite enjoyed. And then I just started um, today. I just started um, the Quinlan Voss one, uh, Dark Disciple. Oh, okay. Nice. Is that official or is yeah. that Legends uh, again? Yeah. yeah, that one's official. This wow. was the script. This was supposed to be part of season six of Clone Wars. Yeah. Ah. Before it got cut short. You can tell just by the first chapters, two chapters, that it's it's very. It reads very much like. The Clone Wars era stuff. Uh, Obi Wan and and Anakin are both so far portrayed very much like they are in the mm-hmm. series. So. Do you have to be um, current with uh, Rebels to read uh, uh, Ashoka? No, because it takes place before Rebels, but after Clone Wars. But after Clone Wars, it yeah, actually takes place. It. it explains where she was when before she shows up for. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> takes Rebels. place a year post Empire Day. So a, a year, a year after Order sixty six, oh. they started calling it Empire Day in the books. Uh-huh. So yeah, it it kind of bridges that gap, and I think based off of rewatching the trailer for season seven of the Clone Wars, that that's going to um, connect it even more because there are little flashbacks to 
Order 66 in the book, too, which it looks like they're leading towards that in Season 7. That was my next question. Did everybody see that trailer? <laughs> no, I haven't. I actually haven't seen it yet, so Ooh. I need to take it's a look the old, at it. Is there a new one? Because I just, somebody at work said, hey, did you see it? And I went to go find it, and I found the one from, like, Celebration. I think that might be the one I finally saw then. It was kind of almost more of a teaser, but... It was a full-length long trailer. Yeah, it was like a, it two, was a, two something. It was a long trailer, but it it was mostly text and Starfield, and then no, the occasional flash one. of characters. And I don't, I haven't seen. Anything, I saw so. a different one then. Okay. This one starts with like a black and white fade the color of her leaving the Jedi Order. No, that's not the one I saw then. That must have been the announcement trailer you saw. That's how far behind. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear they're doing season seven? Yeah, we knew that like a year ago. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to feedback. No, yes, because yes. we have no news this week. <laughs> no news again. The show's back, so not a lot in the news department. There's some bits that we don't usually cover, so we're moving on. Moving right along. And feedback, we got Holly. Holly writes, Hey guys, an interesting episode. Was I the only one thinking the cards that Graham put together looked like the Time Lord message cubes? No. <laughs> yes, interrupting the romantic moment between Vilma and Benny had me shaking my head. Fakecation is one way of putting it. At least the spa wasn't called something with California in its name. <laughs> little hint of midnight in the vehicle leading them away from Tranquility Spa. Kane and Vorm were interesting characters. They really didn't or couldn't tell the Doctor about the truth about where they were headed and the planet itself. The reveal about what Planet Orphan 55 is, I didn't see coming. And, all in all, a decent episode. Looking forward to next week's episode. I'll wrap it up here. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. That's it for feedback. All right. I guess we'll move into our... <laughs> great. We'll move into our reviews. <laughs> Having decided that everyone could do with a holiday, the doctor takes Graham, Yasmin, and Ryan to a luxury resort for a spot of rest and relaxation. However, they discover the, places, the place where they're having a break is hiding a number of deadly secrets. What are the ferocious monsters that are attacking Tranquility Spa? So I have a problem with that synopsis right off the bat, because the first line... They read, don't... It, read it again, Keith. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me pull it back up. Oh, sorry. Uh, something to the effect of deciding everybody needs a break. Having decided everyone could use a... Do with a holiday, the doctor takes Graham. So we're lying to us right off the bat, because the doctor didn't have anything to do with that decision. <laughs> Graham took everybody on holiday. And it makes it seem like they actually get a holiday, as opposed to five minutes. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's Doctor Who. I kind of knew. That. <laughs> but this Doctor Who typically takes its time a little bit more than this episode does. That's true. This episode is such a breakneck speed that it, it feels out of place for this era of the show right now. What? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know who the author of this episode was? Yeah, same one of that uh, okay. stupid frog one. <laughs> Well, I have to think, say it's better than the frog, but not no, margin, yeah. not a whole lot. This is the worst episode since Jodie Whittaker has taken the reins. This episode stunk. It was terrible. It was terribly written. 
It was terribly paced. It's hard to follow the plot, what plot there is. <laughs> There's too many or throwaway just, lines that they didn't go anywhere with. There were too many subplots going on that they really had no time to deal with. What do you think, Keith? <laughs> we'll get to Glenn I, in a minute. I wasn't that harsh on it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was okay if a bit rushed and justifications and motivations felt a little forced. This is the first episode in Jody's run that the characters, aside from our main cast, felt two-dimensional. There was no depth to any of them, despite the attempt to give them depth. And then there's the eco-message that wasn't necessary. Like, you don't need the doctor giving the fam a speech at the very, very end of well, this is what could happen if we don't change our ways because just having it be Earth and the flashes is all you need. Well, as an explanation they, of... They, the and, and companions don't see the flashes, though, so, no, the, but, ne- so the message has to be delivered but, to them. But she conveys to them throughout this of why this is Earth because as, as the adventure's happening, she doesn't need a recap speech at the end. Yeah. <sighs> She yeah. conveys to them that it's because the, I I I think you're nitpicking something that I agree with you on, but I don't. I, I, the failure of this episode is it's like they took. I applaud them for the message. I applaud I'm, them I'm for fine the, message, with the message. But they it's like they took the message and then they said, "Okay, this is the message. Now let's write something around that." And that's what it really feels like. See, I don't know. I almost think it feels like I've got this decent story of this spa that's. What uh, what shoehorned in is is at the, the end. In. See, I don't think they did. I don't think they shoehorned the message in at all. But what they did do is they changed the message slightly as well because the imagery shows nuclear fallout, explosions, you know, war, right. famine, yeah. blah blah blah. But the core of the speech is is global warming or uh, climate change, and that's where I had a problem with it. Was if, if you know, if it was a, you know, you, they blew it up kind of thing and, and everybody needs to get along, which they still was kind of in that message of, of, of climate change. But they they really drilled home the whole climate change thing. And it was nuclear explosions and stuff that blew the thing up and irradiated the planet. Yeah. So I just uh, that was the only thing I felt like was forced was like they they had a message and then they kind of tried to make it a little more all encompassing message than more of a direct message. And that was the problem. That was a problem. <laughs> I, I think, I think you're both right. I think the, um, the message felt tacked on, but only because it was handled so badly. Um, the, I think there was a lot of subtext that probably was meant to be present wound up not being the fact that this alien race is called the dregs well okay it's the dregs of of humanity, humanity. It's the, right. you know, okay these are the leftovers the people who couldn't afford to leave when things got bad and so once the one percent i'm assuming <laughs> left in their spaceships and took off everybody else was left to squabble over what was left which led to the wars and the nuclear bombs and it's like, okay i can fill in those pieces but it would have been nice to have kind of a concrete 
chain of events to follow. There needed to be a little more hand-holding than there was yeah. instead of leaving it up to people to figure and, out And I think out. the doctor should have probably doled that out a little bit, as Keith was saying, throughout the episode more than what we got. That I agree yeah. with. Instead yes. of leaving it all at the end. Because then when it did come at the end, it was, oh, okay, here we go. It's the ecology speech. And, you know, I 100% believe that climate change is happening and that we have all these issues. And, yeah, we, we need to straighten up. But I've also kind of said before that I'm, um, I get a little wishy-washy when Doctor Who does social issues. When Star Trek does it, it works for me. When Doctor Who doesn't, it, it feels sometimes a little, a little forced. And this one definitely because it was, okay, info dump. Blech, at the end of the episode, it was going, oh, uh, yeah, here it comes. Are you done talking yet? I get it. Okay, yeah. I just it it really kind of Doctor Who does the issues better when they don't, you know, have the doctor telling us to the camera what the problem was in the story. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I think I've been more of an apologist for all of the messages especially from last season. I and I, I no felt problem that, with any I felt like those season. were all all just fine. Um but a lot of people cried foul and said yeah. no it feels too preachy it's too that's too in your face and and i i sympathized but disagreed with a lot of people but this was i mean the, coming from the guy that was <laughs> very apologetic for it last season this one felt ham-fisted and shoved in, in my my face and i even liked it last season yeah i didn't like that about it this time it just well they were handled better yeah they, they, that's they, just they, it the, the message it was. was more part of the story right than what this one is because this message is now we're dealing with the aftermath of the story so it, it almost seems like it's too late but then you come back at the end and go oh this was a warning from the ghost of future present and yeah. Yeah, no i don't but you know the the the, the ham-fisted uh preachy <laughs> message wasn't even the worst of this episode i mean there's a lot wrong with this story a lot wrong the, from the, from a writing perspective yeah. specifically <laughs> I, I applaud the attempt to the, the the a lot of these characters felt very classic who I mean we've got green hair right? it's it's kind of like oh you, this is like the mud monsters out of crawl you when know? we it, showed up it felt more like a paradise towers kind of paradise vibe. towers yeah, yeah. was was definitely I mean it didn't vibe. go that way at all but um you know it it just in any of these characters and situations very much would have been at home almost in a sixth or seventh Doctor era story. And I applaud them for kind of, you know, throwing that nostalgia factor in there and doing a callback. But consequently, you, you know, you gave me somebody interesting that's like, okay, I'm kind of curious. No, And instead we get the sons of better mechanics than the dad who doesn't want to admit it. Okay. And? I just and, and and that's the way but nobody you, talks like this. Come on, yeah. I mean, just it, it but just do you all think came that across would, so poorly? Do you think that was purposeful, or do you think that was accidental that we got those callback type characters? I, I'm going to give the episode probably more credit than it deserves, and say <laughs> yeah, it was on purpose. But I don't know because it felt accidental to me. It felt a little bit like the pregnant guy. In the Taranga Nkurangdum or whatever that was Conundrum. last season, where you got the first one, you got, you got the <laughs> made-up word, right right. you got the real world wrong, um, where he felt you know like kind of in there as a joke, and uh, okay, let's do a interesting kind of twist on Alien, and that's what these green-haired people felt like to me, just the, kind of like a 
one note background character. It's very one note background, and the, the the problem is, is because they tried to throw the 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 the, the, the green hair father and son didn't even have to be in this episode. Oh, no, whatsoever. No, no, no. The doctor could have done whatever jiggery pokery to make things work. So that's that's where this falls down is because they're trying to divide they're to devise this subplot of this boy whose father doesn't take him seriously and the father's a dunderhead. And it they they they're trying to develop this subplot within here that just gets completely overwhelmed by everything that else that's happening that it just it's it there's no meaning or emotion to it at all. Even when the kid storms out of the room into the hall, into danger. And then, so then you're throwing your arms up going, you're, this is, you're just an idiot. I don't have no sympathy for this kid yeah. because he's just stupid now. Cause after all he's been through up to this point, yeah, he can storm off in a huff. Just don't leave the room. Yeah. And it would still have the same point. Put we, across. And we've already got the, uh, parental, issue with Bella and, and the, the lady that runs this place and the, the you know, you didn't pay Which any attention to me, so I'm going to blow up the play. I mean, that just... Who oh, goes that to just, that extreme, really? Uh, that just screamed like uh, pain, but just <laughs> spoiled brat. <laughs> there was just no... I mean, not even spoiled brat, but boy, she just acted like a spoiled brat. She acted out is what she did, and that yeah, was way just off dumb. The charts. Yeah, it just missed the mark. Uh, this, this episode reminded me a lot of Voyage of the Damned. But it was like several shades paler <laughs> Voyage of the Damned. Because Voyage of the Damned is, okay, we're, we're doing the Poseidon adventure on Doctor Who, and so we're going to have this big group of, you know, interesting people that he has to lead out of trouble. And this one comes along and says, well, we're going to do Aliens. But we're going to mix it with Beneath the Planet of the Apes. With Beneath the Planet of the Apes. We're, we're, we're going to do, here's the, the thing, and we're on this hostile environment, and we're terraforming, and then we're going to play Ten Little Indians with killing off all these characters that you know, you're know you going to get to know. But the difference is, I remember the characters from, from Voyage of the Damned. I mean, the, the, the married couple, and the uh, Balfinaka, and the these were kind of, in, and the, the, the really jerky guy that we all hoped would die who didn't. I, you know, these were kind of interesting characters, even if they weren't, overly developed at least they were developed to a point where we kind of sort of cared about them enough these people i didn't the only people that i was kind of sort of you know invested in was the elderly couple and yeah screwed that up right off the bat <laughs> so then it was oh well okay i guess we're, we're not going to do that i mean it just you know let's throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks isn't always the best way to write a doctor who story well and what's her face the I can't even remember her name. That's how little of an impact. Bella. Bella, yeah. Uh, the only reason I was somewhat interested in her as a character is because she had decent chemistry with Ryan. Mm -hmm. They Things started to spark a little bit there until she goes all, you know, reveals her true self. And then it just, any interest there just it instantly evaporates. And instead of building that up to the point where we were all really kind of hoping for something for Ryan and then feeling devastated and betrayed along with him when that reveal happened. No, we've got to have all this other mumbo-jumbo running. I mean, it, it was so much of the character stuff was at the expense of, oh, we need another action set piece here to keep up this yeah. breakneck pace. Like, let's get in the ship and drive across the planet only to break down on a piece of barbed wire. Okay, well, let's leave the ship. Oh, wait, everybody back to the ship. Okay, now leave the ship. Like, why go back to the... Why go back to the car? 
There was no reason for that. You could have just gone to the escape tunnel and then had whatever needed to happen happen. I mean, there's just... Why go back to the set? And they did the same thing with, okay, now we're back in the base and we're going to leave the room and then come back to the room. And it's like, what is with all the running about? I mean, it, it, that was another thing that kind of felt like an early <laughs> classic Who episode. It was almost capture and escape repeatedly over <laughs> and over again. But you, you could cut all that stuff out and given me a story where, you know, Ryan got to know this chick and that she was really interesting and we were kind of rooting for some sort of relationship. And then you reveal her to be a bad guy. But give me something better than just I'm mad at my mom. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. The, uh, I think one of my glaring problems with it was why did we have to take everybody out to look for Benny? Yeah. Why, why, why are we taking a 70 or 80 year old elderly woman out to look for one? First of all, we're out looking for one guy. One okay. old guy. Yes, you can argue that's in the character that everybody's important and that we're going to go find him. But sure. So you take. You and Yaz and, and you know, uh, Ryan and maybe leave Graham with the old lady and the kid. Why are you dragging the kid out there? I can understand maybe taking the mechanic because you think you might, you know, he run into the car. So, but I, again, yeah. I think the doctor could have handled any of that kind of stuff. Yes, of course, you take the two security people of uh, uh, Kane and whatever the other guy's name was. You take them, obviously, because they've got the weapons and somewhat training there. Your, mili- your military. Yeah. But or your security, but it just it when the doctor re uh, somebody pointed out last night we we recorded Tardis sauce last night and somebody pointed out well the base wasn't safe but yes it was because she'd put the shield back up <laughs> right. she had put the shield up and to keep them out so the base was relatively safe at that point and so I just I, and you could have probably had two things going on but had a lot less. Chaos, chaos of having smaller groups of people to focus on in this mm-hmm. story. But you had way too many people going out there unnecessarily, and it just it, it, that was that was silly. It was stupid. Imagine the, the shock value if our companions are left at the base while the doctor and the security people are out looking for for Benny, and that's when the discovery is made of this access tunnel that leads down into beneath the planet of the apes, and they realize they're on Earth. Yeah, and they get that message without the doctor. Sure. sure. Oh yeah, and I, I don't wow, have. Okay. I, I, I will know. credit them for I. I didn't see the the this is Earth coming. Oh, I yeah. didn't see Neither that. Did I. I didn't um, see that. I think the problem that I have with it is it it was very tropey and it's done been done before and it 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 feels old and retread. I mean we've we've done it in Doctor Who. We did it with uh, uh, Mysterious Planet. And so maybe I, that's part of why it feels so doctor <laughs> to you. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that I so this thing is starting and it's it's very atmospheric and there's these creatures in the hall that are attacking and they're shooting and they keep showing these like flash shots of them you know you don't quite see them and it's and it's they're the, very effective it's, looking. It's at that very point. effective and the monster that isn't there and you're like oh this is and I just kept thinking well this is really well done and shot creepily and and they're not showing us the, the monster i love that i love that element of it every once in a while you see part of the face and the teeth and then later on they just full out show them and then they look like guys in rubber suits it just it i i mean yeah that's doctor who but i mean they went full doctor yeah who and point. so i thought you know it would have been so much better if you had just kept up that let's not show the 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 creatures at least show them in a limited amount so that it would they could have been scary still but yeah. after that after they started showing them full blown i just wasn't as scared of them anymore i never was scared of them but i mean you know, it, it just <laughs> wasn't as, they, they weren't as wasn't scary. as frightening yeah, yeah. bonus yeah. points did you happen to notice 
who was the guy in the suit? I did not until I saw it on TARDIS Wiki. I don't think I did. Friend of the show, Spencer Wilding. Oh, is that Spencer in there? He played the uh, the Alpha. Okay. Very and cool. did a, I, th- I thought he did a very, very good job. He did a good uh, job. You know, he's once, right once again. Lead drag and the, creature movement, Spencer Wilding. Being the, the, the guy in the suit. But, yeah, no, I agree. It, it was almost even too much. Like, even the teeth was like, I didn't need to see that. It was scarier if you don't show me anything. Mm-hmm. Just that there's a thing out there. Okay, I'm terrified yeah. now. Oh, it has teeth. Well, okay. <laughs> it's going to bite me. <laughs> but I just, like I said, I, I wanted to like it. When I saw what they are doing, it was like, okay, we're doing aliens. That's kind of cool. We haven't done that kind of thing in a while. Oh, we're, we're, we're doing, you know, these callbacks almost. Okay, that's kind of cool. We're doing that. And about the time that they went out on the surface and they they said something about the way these monsters hunt or the doctor said, oh, they've adapted. And then I flashed back to they were called the dregs. And that's when I began to suspect. Mm. Uh, I think I know where you're going with this, that this is Earth. But then to turn around and give us the mysterious planet. <laughs> hey, look, we're in a subway tunnel. Here's a sign. <laughs> really? We're going to steal that? Just, just blatant. That's not a callback, guys. That's, that's that. That's a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you have to go all the way back through the, the access tunnel on this grand chase, which and felt they make... like they were trying to do, Waters Mars, that you know, tunnel bit, and uh, again wasn't done nearly as well, and just I don't know. There was a lot of. They try to make a big deal of they're going through a dreg nest, and there's one. There's one in guy. the nest. Yeah, really, it's such a big deal that you have to worry. That could have made some. Forget the getting out in and out of the car five times. Just go through the nest and have that be a long, suspenseful drag, drug out section where it's high intensity and a high suspense. That would have worked well. Yeah. Another nitpicky thing about it is the very end where they're trying to make you feel bad for Bella and her mom being left behind because there were too many people on the teleport pad. They didn't all teleport at the same time anyways. Yeah. So, okay, get Silas and his dad on the teleporter. Go. Okay, now everyone else get on. Let's go. Easy solution where it wasn't, didn't have to be such a, Oh, no, they're going to die. There were several of those with, okay, I'm going to throw myself in the path of the monsters to save everybody else that weren't really necessary. You know, oh, we've got the old lady. She's slowing them down. I'm going to sacrifice myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess you don't have Benny anymore. That one we can forgive. But then the mom does it. Oh, just go on without me. Uh, all right. And then Bella does it at <laughs> and the then, end. Yeah, it just one after another after And another. then mom shows back up. <laughs> Yeah, miraculously, and Un- then that's the other thing. Unharmed, is, you know. Are, are we? We're supposed to. Have Although she only had to them. fight the alpha. Somebody pointed that out last night too. And it wasn't like she was dealing with a mess of them. It was well, the one alpha that she was having to take care of. So, but still, but still, that's the head <laughs> one. <laughs> that's probably the he, most he, dangerous he, one. He's the alpha. He should be bad. <laughs> here's the other problem with it: the editing was poor. The editing yeah. was really bad. And here's what I suspect: Did you guys notice there was a lot of off-camera dialogue? There was a lot of words that would be said by characters while they weren't even on camera. 
Mm. And it was I didn't al- notice that. It was almost what what it felt like to me is that they they chopped this thing down and then realized that well we cut out some lines that were important so they came back and had them ADR them later. Mm. And so it just, there were so many of them. Like that should, that kind of thing should not be noticeable, but there was a ton of lines that were off camera. And I, I just kept thinking this is that, that, that really makes the editing seem very blaringly obvious as well, that it's just, you know, poorly paced and poorly cut together. What was the running length on this one? Was it close to an hour? 45. This is the shortest one so far. I think somebody said that makes me wonder if in an effort trying to, to come do a in. voyage of the of the damned if we just let it be an hour and <laughs> well I, which we were supposed to have longer episodes in general i wondered anyways. about that too but i don't know that 15 more minutes would have fixed a lot of the things with it just, it might have helped the pacing yeah just to you know spread some of the stuff out instead of cramming it all together but yeah, like I said, there, there was a lot of potential here. There was a lot of stuff I wanted to like. But, you know, as soon as it ended, Mel went, I didn't like that one. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay. The companions didn't get enough to do. No. no. I felt really wasted. Graham had a bunch of delightful stuff in the beginning, but then that was about it. Pretty much I enjoyed the episode up until they get in that stupid van and leave the compound. <laughs> yeah. That's the point where it's like, okay, now you've just... Yeah, I think that's where it started falling apart for me, too. Yeah. Which is a shame, because it's only like 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even 20 minutes in. Yeah. And if we're going to do aliens, you know, they, they, they left the, the, the safety of the thing so that they could go out and, at least Bishop did, uh, go out to radio for the dropship. Well, maybe that's where we're going. There's a rocket that that's where we touched down and this was all constructed later we're leaving and we're going to look for benny on the way okay i'll buy that yes. yeah i, I, I would have bought i would have that would have made sense taking all of those people all of the remaining people out but otherwise i agree with this like if you put the shield back up you're safer staying put yeah yeah i mean clearly they breached the wall again and we did have that silly virus thing going on that she'd unleashed on the station and that's what basically brought the shield down in the first place um that was a bit Douglas Adamsy, though that the, how it affected him when he when he oh. <laughs> ate it in the chips, yeah, yeah, or crisps rather. Uh, that was pretty good, and then and the doctor <laughs> being spot on, knowing exactly what it was and what what was going to happen next each time. And his uh, acting when he was, was pretending that the bats were attacking was helpful. <laughs> 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 oh, and you're and, and you're and you're hallucinating. The bats aren't real. <laughs> and the, how long important he to remember the bats are in yeah. the background that you just have to I almost didn't hear what the doctor was saying after that because you were watching Ryan <laughs> see why couldn't she have been I don't know industrial espionage that it's it's not a, a revenge plot against mom it's a this is a rival company that doesn't like the fact that you took over this orphan planet and we want people to come to our resorts. Even as ridiculous as that is, that would have been better than... Well, I think, I'm it, you, so I'm blow I think it up. industrial espionage would have even been better as a revenge prop, plot for mom. I mean, it could, because you're just... You're you're not intending to... I mean, she was going in... She wanted to blow the place up. I mean, she was literally... She did yeah. all kinds of... Then she forgot about a stupid bomb that she had set off set earlier... And I just, she was so reckless about it and just stupid. And I had no sympathy for the character whatsoever. Yeah, and then you get to the end when they're left behind and we're supposed to feel sorry for them. It's like, um, no, because Bella was, was, was 
no, yeah, she was not sympathetic. The mom certainly wasn't. Oh, she spent she was every worse. available opportunity to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I felt nothing for neither one of them at the end. And so the sacrifice was just meh. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> just, didn't, just didn't care at that I'm point. I'm getting in my teleport and going. Yeah. We didn't talk about this. Um, on the last episode, and since we got another shot of it this time, I want to talk about it. What do you guys think about the redesign of the interior? It's opened up of the, the interior of the TARDIS. I should specify what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, it, it feels obviously a lot bigger. It looks a lot bigger. At least the camera angles are presenting it as a lot bigger, which I like. Yeah, it's not near as claustrophobic as it was last year. But those. Those crystalline Stupid structures columns are, still, there, are yeah. still in the way. Yeah, I, the, I still don't like it. It brings it back down. It in makes fact, it feel like the console room is this big. It seems to me that in they're a gigantic br- cavernous space they've, now. They've lit them brighter now too. Yeah, it's the, the room overall seems brighter. It's an improvement. I'm I'm totally. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's yeah. an improvement from where it was. It's not what it needs yet, but it's it's better. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of it to really give give much more of an opinion, though, because there hasn't been a whole lot of time spent in the console room yet. Yeah. Okay, this is something else. I, I didn't go back and check, and I meant to before we started this, but oxygen with Capaldi and, and, and Bill. Uh-huh. Wasn't there a whole bit in there about the doctor was okay without oxygen for a longer period of time? Yeah. How come that didn't kick in here? I think it was still well, it, kicking in because, yeah, if, I mean, if I remember correctly, there was dialogue about if it goes yellow, it's dangerous. Orange, you're almost dead. Red, you're dead. And hers and was red for a long time as she stumbled back okay. towards the alpha. Yeah. And hers went red a lot sooner than anybody else. Or, like, went to orange a lot sooner than anybody else. I noticed Did you there, notice? Yeah, and I noticed there, there was a lot a of people of, that were on yellow, and she was already on orange. So there was a line of dialogue. I'm not sure who says it, but they say something along the lines of, you talk too much, that's why you're out of oxygen. Yeah. To the doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was a nice little, yeah, it's true, she does. Yeah. I don't know that I can go. It's the worst of her era, uh, but it's it, it's yeah, it was terrible. It's definitely not a good one. And and what makes it worse is the fact that it came off of two such great episodes. I mean, the first two episodes, the the two parter was fantastic. I just had so much fun with it and thought it was those were so good. And then just it was just which makes the fall even worse for me. That just it drops yeah. so much. And again, I don't think it's necessarily a bad story. I think it's just it was so poorly executed. Yeah, with, there's, with what we got. There's some not... good concepts and some good ideas. Well, it, it's aliens. We all like aliens. We all it's it's the aliens story. And it, this, yeah, you're right. It just isn't they they just miss the mark. Yeah. <sighs> what are we coming up with a schedule? <laughs> <laughs> More new who? I love the title of the next episode. What is it? Chun doesn't even look him up anymore. Nope, I am bothered. Nicholas, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Ooh. Has anybody seen the preview? Because I've uh, not even seen. The preview. I didn't see it. I did. I, I had to go. I had to go online and look at it. Well, I'm a Tesla excited. freak, so yep. I'm automatically yeah. in. <laughs> have you Have you seen Current War yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. I didn't remember if you reviewed that or not. Yep, 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 yep. I liked it. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Tesla nut, so I'm already all in on this one. <laughs> Don't disappoint me, Doctor Who. <laughs> Let's hope it does uh, better than this one. Well, if you want to hear me rant and rave about this, <laughs> how bad this episode you was mean, again. You, rant. <laughs> you could turn into tartar sauce this week, uh, Macy, Tim, and I. Uh, I got I got a chance finally. It's we've been kind of rotating week to week, but <laughs> don't forget if you haven't watched us over on Tartar Sauce over on Sci Fi for me. TV, be sure and check them out. They've also got uh, a lot of great uh, science fiction content over there that if you're into science fiction, you'll enjoy. And they have some other podcasts and other shows, too, on the YouTube channel. And uh, you can catch it every week, a new episode every week of Tardis Sauce. Uh, usually drops around 8 o'clock at night, except for last week when it dropped at 1 a.m. <laughs> but that was just a, that was a bit of a fluke. Anyway, uh, I'm going to chalk it up to me. <laughs> We're all on there from time to time, but uh, this week I particularly got stuck with this episode. So. <laughs> Be sure to check it out. It's sci-fi for me TV uh, and sci-fi for me dot com. So. I did. I sat back and I thought, hmm, I wonder what Glenn thought of that. And then I went to look something up and I looked at the author and I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really curious to know what Glenn thought of it. <laughs> Because if he liked it, I'm going to come back and go, yeah, you know who wrote it? Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'll bet he didn't. <laughs> Be sure to check out our website, travelingvortex.com, for updates on this podcast. And while you're there, click on the Patreon link. Consider supporting us. And for those of you that are supporting us, we thank you. And remember, you can send your comments and feedback to feedback at travelingvortex.com or by clicking on the Send Feedback link on that website. Let us know your thoughts, and if we're wrong. That's right. We don't think we are, but let us know if you think we are. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.